the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. This is journal entry number 133 and part of our multifamily brief series. Today, we're going to talk about how to get started in real estate investing. Um, basically, this this conversation was started. Uh, an old friend, somebody I haven't talked to in several years, called me yesterday and basically asked the question. I think this is the, the most common conversation that I have with people is, you know, people call me up, hey, Brian, I know you understand, you know, real estate investing and I have some questions. I want some advice. And typically, the conversation goes like this. They'll tell me their situation. And they'll say, what do you think I should do? So I'm just going to go ahead and answer how I go about answering that question. Simple, right? So I would I would say for anybody who wants to begin in real estate investing, the first thing they need to do is figure out what their goals are. You know, different goals are going to have different uh, ways to get there. So, you know, if, if you know what your end state is, and this is, you know, one of Stephen Covey's, you know, seven habits is, is if you know what the end state is, if you, if you begin with the end in mind, you can figure out how to get there a lot easier. And, you know, another point on this one, this is like an Alice in Wonderland, little kids type book and movie, you know, Alice asks the Cheshire cat where she should go. And Cheshire cat says, well, if it doesn't matter, if you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter which direction you go. So end of the day, first thing people need to know is what their goals are, you know, financially, you know, what do you want to be able to do? Are you looking for cash flow? Are you looking for net worth appreciation? You know, if you can't answer that question, the answer to, you know, where you should start with real estate investing, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. But once you figure out what your goals are, you know, the next thing you should do is take take stock of what your resources are. And when I say resources, I think the three most important ones, you know, time, you know, how much time can you dedicate to it? You know, money, uh, some, some ways of real estate investing take more money than others and where your competitive advantages are, where your skills are, you know, so what, what can you do well and where are you uniquely positioned to, to already do well? Um, so. Once, once you look at those things, here's a couple of ways that you can get started. Um, now, obviously, I think you can. I think everybody can go direct to multifamily. I think if your goal is to be in multifamily, it is possible to go direct to multifamily, but that may not be the best route for everyone. So, from I guess easiest or most accessible to um, to the, the direct multifamily, I'll just go over a couple of ways you can do it. You know, the first thing is basically house hacking. You know, it's, it's what I did to start. Um, you essentially use a regular owner-occupant loan from a regular bank. You know, super easy to qualify for these loans. You, you put a small down payment, you buy it. And oh, by the way, when you, do, when you sign the loan paperwork, there's something you're signing saying that you intend to live in this, uh, the house as your primary residence. Okay, so, you know, don't try to skirt that. You know, don't, you know, I, I'm not recommending you be dishonest but you have to intend to live in the property. So you you purchase the property, you live in it for a period, and then you rent. Now, this is not set in stone, but generally one year is an acceptable time to live in it. But you live in it, maybe you fix it up a little bit, and then on the back end, you rent it out. Um, now, my wife and I, we did this twice. 
where we we purchased the property we as, as an owner occupant and we and we turned them into rentals and the advantage of this is you can use leverage to build equity and create cash flow and it does not take a whole lot of cash to begin now the first loan i got was pre crash where you know money was super easy i got 100% financing which probably is not available in very many loan programs right now but i got 100% financing and the only thing i had to pay out of pocket I used a VA loan. I had to pay the VA funding fee out of pocket. I bought $200,000 worth of real estate for $3,000, you know, and so my returns were off the chart because of the low down payment going in. Um, But, you know, my my second one was in and they would not wrap closing costs in. We paid somewhere between $15,000 and $20,000 for a $300,000 home. So it's something where it does not require a whole lot of time. You know, you're going to live somewhere anyway. It does not require a ton of money compared to other investing standards, and it's accessible to most people. Um, next thing I'll talk about is, you know, maybe taking this this house hacking idea to the next level, where instead of buying a single family home, you can buy a small multifamily, a duplex, a triplex, a fourplex, and use the same owner occupant loan that you can get from the regular bank. As long as you intend to occupy the property, once again, banks will give you loans as an owner-occupant for up to a four-unit property. Now, these properties cost a little more than single-family homes, true, but the income from the property will count towards your debt-to-income ratio for qualification purchases. So you will actually qualify for a larger loan on a fourplex than you would on a single-family home. All right, so you're actually able to buy more real estate using this method. Now, in some areas, the rent from the other units will allow you to live for free. You know, if if the rent from if you buy a fourplex and the rent from the rent minus expenses, there are other expenses. The the rent rental income minus the expenses completely cover your mortgage. Then you're essentially living for free, and you can you can choose to save that money and and invest it or you know, do something else with it, you know? So um, if, if your goal is to become a real estate mogul, you know, take that, take that, what you would have paid for rent or your mortgage and throw it in the bank and save up towards your next property. All right. So, and while you, while you're living in it, you know, once again, you can make it a live and flip. You can do some improvements, you know, when, when tenants move in or move out, um, you know, you can move units and do live in flips while you're there. <laughs> Now, the gentleman I, I talked to yesterday, you know, his situation was kind of uniquely qualified. He had kind of a competitive advantage for this type of, of uh, this, this particular path. So, for example, he is soon going to be an empty nester. All right. So he lives in a very large home, which was perfect when he had children at home. But his youngest is going to college soon. So he and his wife are going to downsize anyway. And because the kids are moving out of the home and the nature of his job, they are not tied to one location. So for them, they, they do have a competitive advantage here. They are looking to downsize anyway, and they can move virtually anywhere they want. So this would be a good, a good plan for somebody in that situation where they can buy a fourplex, live in one, rent out the other three, and start building equity immediately. All right. Now, the next thing we can talk about is, is passively investing in multifamily. Uh, we're syndicators. We, we create investment opportunities uh, for other people to invest in multifamily. And one way for people to get into the game is to passively invest, which is you, you, you take 
a chunk of money. Usually most indicators will have a minimum um, minimum investment amount. Ours is typically $50,000, but you invest with uh, a, a sponsor who can you know, operate a property and turn a profit on it. So obviously this is going to take somebody that has a little more money. Maybe you have more money than time or more money than expertise or, or competitive advantages. It ends up being a really good way to get introduced to the world of multifamily, a really good way to meet people in the business, establish connections, and learn about the business from the inside out. And oh, by the way, you get to earn returns while you learn. So, you know, once again, it's it's something that can help familiarize you and you're investing in a solid asset at the same time. Now, the, the last thing I'll talk about is, is the direct to multifamily route, you know, and this is, this is something that's going to, going to require time. Okay. It takes time to be able to do. And, you know, most people I know, unless, you, unless you're talking, you know, a fourplex or, you know, a, a smaller multifamily, if you're trying to get into the, the hundred plus unit, it's going to take time. You have to establish your reputation. You have to establish yourself as a viable buyer. And I've talked about that a lot before. Um, so it will take time. And I think the average between you know, people really starting out and closing on their first property, you know, one to two years for, for a lot of people. Some people are faster, some people are slower. But you have to be able to, you know, prove to brokers and prove to sellers that you are able to purchase a large multifamily property, you know, so if you go direct to multifamily, you know, this is, it's not going to be the fastest way to get into real estate investing, but you know, it may be the best way for some people. Uh, it's going to require you to be able to raise a lot of capital and it's going to require you to have a solid team around you that includes significant net worth and at least one experienced multifamily operator um, just, just to get the loan for the property. So you know, a lot of a lot of what we do, a lot of what this podcast is geared around is how to get direct to multifamily. So there's there's a lot of other episodes that talk about you know exactly how to do this. So I'm not going to go into detail, but it is possible to go direct to multifamily, but depending on where you're starting out, depending on your time, depending on your money, depending on your other resources or your your competitive advantages, you may want to pick another method and then build up to the multifamily. Um now, like I said, in my case, we we house hacked. We had a couple of single family rentals, and when we sold those, we had enough equity built up that making the transition to direct to multifamily was was a lot easier than it would have been otherwise. Could I have done it without having the single family homes? Absolutely, I could have, but you know, it may have taken a little longer, and you know, may have uh, required me to to find partners who could have brought the money to the table. Um, that said, that's that's all we have for today. Stay tuned for our, our next episode that's going to drop on Friday. We have another Ask the Expert episode that's going to hit. It's with Eric Martell and Derek Clifford, and you're not going to want to miss that one. Thank you for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at foroakscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week.